This is Healers Helping Healers radio show. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. I'm going to quickly uh, do a few announcements that I just saw on our Healers Helping Healers page. And uh, by the way, if you want to join our healing uh, Healers Helping Healers group, it's Facebook slash groups slash Healers Help. Uh, we would love to have you join. We'd love for you to be a part of the group. Uh, we offer an opportunity there where you can get input, help, uh, prayers, whatever you're needing from the healing community all over the country now. We're, we're, we're spanning out, which is really, really cool, not just in Phoenix. And uh, I think that we have almost we have almost 400 people in that group, and they're all absolutely amazing healers. And I have gone through and looked at each uh, each person and, and really uh, making sure that the, the highest quality folks are in the group, no spamming or anything like that. Everybody is really, really, really amazing. But I want to just tell you, uh, this weekend, let's see, we've got September, September 17th, Saturday, we have a healing intention community clinic that's happening from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, Robin just posted that on our page. Uh, let's see. We also have tonight uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, the healing intention community is doing a business brainstorming. So that's September 13th, tonight at 6 o'clock. We also have the specific uh, this week is doing their grand opening. They're going to have, I think they're having Dave and Buster's there. There's going to be some fun stuff there, food, games, all that kind of stuff. Everyone is invited to that. That's uh, at the specific in Ahwatukee. Then we also have Embracing Your Journey Expo this weekend, September 18th from 9 to 5. Uh, so, uh, love to see you out there. It looks like it's going to be really, really fun. Uh, lots of great healers. Admission is five bucks, which is awesome. There's eight free lectures that are going to be going on there too. So, uh, vendors, all that kind of stuff. They'll definitely want to check that out. So, uh, thank you again, like I said, for joining me. I really, really appreciate you being a part of our our in my, my world right now and I want to go through we're just going to get right into it because I think it's fun right um I emotional freedom I've had this book forever in a day and you know it's like you know when the the master's ready or no what is it the student when the student's ready the master appears um but I was going through this book and I love personality types I just they are just so interesting to me because you know, being kind of an only child, not kind of, being an only child, um, and kind of feeling alone in the world, and like, um, you know, I, I guess just feeling like, um, not that people don't understand me, but just kind of isolating a bit. Uh, it's nice to know that there are people in the world, obviously, that, uh, that uh, don't see and experience the world the same way that I do. And I think that as I'm growing and developing and learning, um, it's fun to see the maps of other people's worlds. And <clears throat> this is something that I learned about, uh, obviously, in when I was uh, being trained as a NLP master practitioner a really long time ago. 
and about the same time I was getting my hypnosis certifications and that kind of thing. By the way, neurolinguistic programming or NLP is uh, the same thing that Anthony Robbins uses and lots of people use all over the world to help people change their representations of the world or of their traumatic experiences or of their painful places and things like that. And, um, and it really is a powerful, powerful work. And so what I'm going to do today is just talk a little bit about emotional freedom by Judith Orloff, uh, MD. And we're just going to look at different emotional types. There's four emotional types that she says. The first one is the intellectual type. Intellectuals are bright. This is what she says. Intellectuals are bright, articulate, uh, incisive analysts who are most comfortable in the mind, tending toward a cerebral approach to emotions. When stress hits, they often take refuge in their head as the first line of coping. Their world is powerfully filtered through rational thought. And if you have a client that you're working with in her book, there's also, and I'll put this link out there, there is also kind of a test, you know, a little quiz, am I an intellectual? And you might just from that little definition there be able to say, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> but if you're having a little bit of a problem with it, if you answer a couple of these questions, yes, you might be on that place. But if you answer more than three, then you're more than likely this is your type. So just consider these for a moment. Am I an intellectual? Uh, do I believe that I can think my way to any solution? When presented with a problem, do I immediately start analyzing the pros and cons rather than noticing how it makes me feel? Am I comfortable when people get highly emotional? Do I tend to get overly serious? Do I distrust decisions made by guilt? Do I prefer planning on being spontaneous? <laughs> do I prefer planning, rather, to being spontaneous? plan for being spontaneous. Uh, and so if you answer yes to a couple of those, meh, you know, but more than three, you might be more in alignment with the, uh, the intellectual piece. So what's the intellectual's upside? You are an impeccable analyzer with a killer sense of logic. You're comfortable in the world of ideas and abstract thoughts. You're able to debate a point. You respect and utilize what's scientifically proven. You keep calm in emotionally heated situations. <laughs> the intellectual is downside. You may live from the neck up, have difficulty connecting with your own feelings or another's. You may seem emotionally cold, withholding or snobbish about anything that doesn't fit your system. You can't turn your brain off at night, obsess about problems. You may believe in spirituality, but are hard-pressed to feel it in your soul. You often forget to be playful. You know, it's it's... As far as that goes, to me, um, you know, I believe that my husband is primarily intellectual, this intellectual type, and it's really nice to have that contrast because I've been, always been a little bit more emotional. So to have somebody that looks at things from an intellectual way, and he's not just intellectual, I would say he answers yes to maybe a couple of these, um, but he plays in that intellectual side a lot. And it helps me to feel more balanced, you know. So if you are married to an intellectual person and you're not, or you are an intellectual person and they're not, uh, just know that it, it is. It's a really nice balance to be able to come at it from different perspectives. 
So here's the fine balance. Here's how to, she says how to find balance. Remember to breathe. <laughs> Thank you for that. Exercise. So getting that energy moving from your head down to your body. And then empathize. So being able to see things from other people's perspective, recognizing that, just like with me, I'm not the only type out there, you know. And so uh, if I can see it from everybody's perspective, then I can be a better healer. I can, be a, I can see things from lots of different points of view. Um, and though, you know, as a, a practitioner um, and as practitioners, and you and I both know that uh, we will attract people who are like us, you know, and that's just law of attraction, but we'll also attract people that we think are like us, but then we find out they're actually not, which I think is really interesting. <laughs> and then we're also, we also uh, know that they're not like us at all, and we have no idea how to work with them. <laughs> and then for me, this is a really good way to incorporate, you know, how, how you know, allowing myself to open up to these different types of people so that I can be a help to them because they are sitting in front of me. And I believe that it is important for me to learn as much as I can. Okay. Emotional type two, the empaths. Empaths are highly sensitive, finely tuned instruments when it comes to emotions. They feel everything, sometimes to an extreme, and are less apt to intellectualize feelings. Intuition is the filter through which they experience the world. Empaths are naturally given, spiritually attuned, and good listeners. All right. It also goes on to say um, some other things. She she goes on to talk about um, how empaths can be angst-sucking sponges. Um, they can also absorb negativity um, as much as they absorb positivity. Um, if they're around positivity, they tend to be more positive. If they're around negativity, they tend to be more negative. Uh, so they're just kind of, it seems like to me, almost being a victim to the world around them. So much so that they'll put on weight as a buffer. Um, but if they're thin, there's some of this I don't get. And I, not that I don't get it. I don't, I get what she's saying, but I'm having a hard time with buying into it because I believe in ACM principles, of course, the miracles. And I believe in a lots of other lots of other things. I believe that we don't have them to our environment, but I do believe that this is a good first step for a lot of folks to be able to take a look at: Am I being? Am I allowing my energy to be subjected to the world around me, and how am I coping with that? And so she talks a little bit about those coping mechanisms. Um, one of those coping mechanisms that she talks about is going to uh, the doctor and getting the full blood workup and going to get MRIs and doing all this stuff um, because of fear. And uh, I would never, ever want to tell anybody to not do that. Um, but what a lot of empaths do see, and I have seen this in my practice, um, what empaths do see a lot of times is the um, – the results come back and everything's fine. They're just sucking in a lot of energy, information, whatever, and they're calling it their own. Um, and I see this a lot with my clients. So, you know, they come in, they're like, you know, I'm totally stressed out and I just can't seem to go anywhere and I don't want to do anything. And I, you know, I just keep putting on weight. And, and I'm like, okay, 
you know, I look at that and I kind of go, okay, well, maybe they are allowing themselves to be victimized by their environment. And so I'll talk to them about this stuff. All right. So uh, the point of this to me is to not allow yourself to be victimized anymore, you know, to recognize it and to choose something else. Make another choice, you know, recognize it and see it as something different. See it as, okay, hey, there's people, there's people around me and they're weird. (laughs) And I am allowed to leave Walmart right now. And I am allowed to send somebody in who's more intellectual. And so that is why I'll send my husband <laughs> to Walmart and he comes back. I clear his energy and we'll be good to go. <laughs> you know, and so I don't, I don't, I don't know. All I know is that that's what works for me right now. All right. So let's find out if you're an empath. Here's some questions to ask yourself. Have I been labeled as too emotional or overly sensitive? If a friend is distraught, do I start feeling it too? Are my feelings easily hurt? Am I emotionally drained by crowds and require time alone to revive? Do my nerves get frayed by noise, smells, or excessive talk? Do I prefer taking my own car places so that I can move my Do I overeat to cope with emotional stress? Am I afraid of becoming engulfed by intimate relationships? Again, if you answered uh, several of these, then it might be your type. Uh, it might not be, but you might be a combination of, of many of these. Impasse upsides. Uh, you've got a big heart or gifted in helping others. Your sensitivity makes you passionate and exquisitely sensual. All right. You're intuitive, intuitive about people's thoughts and feelings. You're emotionally responsive, can relate to another's feelings. You are in touch with your body and emotions. You have a palpable sense of spirituality. Awesome. The downside, you're an emotional sponge observing people's negativity. I think that at the beginning stages, yes, you know, if this if we're just talking about having awareness about this right now, but I think in the long run, it's really important for you to protect yourself um, because you can. And uh, it is possible to do that, and I will probably go over that um, maybe at another show. Uh, You're so sensitive to emotions, you feel like a wire without insulation. You're prone to anxiety, depression, and fatigue. You may feel hemmed in living in the same space with other people. You may have chronic debilitating physical symptoms. You have difficulty setting boundaries with draining people and get run over by them. Honey, we could be talking about this one section here I could do 10 shows just on this one section here because there's so much to this and uh and so much that can be done about it you know um and so quickly and so easily you know and and I think that as healers I think the majority of us are probably going to identify with this piece and if we're not identifying with it we're probably going to attract people uh with that because They've gone to all the doctors. You know, they've gone to the doctors. The doctors say there's nothing wrong. They've gone to psychologists, psychiatrists. They've taken the medications. Nothing, ha- nothing works long-term. Everything may be short-term fix, but long-term it doesn't work. So you could be getting these people in and, uh, and working with them 
uh, and uh, and I mean, like I said, complete uh, do a complete program just on this. So she says, find your balance. You want to enlist your intellect. So enlist that part of your mind that is questioning, judging, evaluating, critiquing. Uh, allow quiet time to emotionally decompress. Don't don't feel like you're a shut-in. You know, don't feel like you're agoraphobic. You know, if people are walking around you going, why do you stay at home? Because I want to stay at home, and I like staying at home, and it feels fun to me to stay at home because I get my batteries recharged by staying at home. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that there are a lot of extroverted people in the world who don't understand that um, we just need to be quiet. You know, we have our quiet time. I'm married to uh, someone who, who needs his downtime and quiet time. And uh, that works for us because I need the same thing. Um, but there's nothing wrong. And I think a lot of this and a lot of the problems that people have as a result of being empaths is that they're constantly being told or they believe that what they're doing or experiencing is wrong, is the wrong way to be doing it. They need to be going out there. They need to be talking to people. They need to be doing things with their life and traveling the world and blah, 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 Maybe, but if it's not a part of your personality, it's not a part of your personality and you're completely lovable in whatever choices that you make. And so releasing any guilt or shame around not being like everyone else is a big part of the healing process. Okay, uh, practice gorilla meditation which I don't really even know what that means. Um, do you meditate with gorillas? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> Can we all go to the zoo <laughs> meditate with the gorillas? Oh, my God. I just thought of the best meetup group outing ever. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm done. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Um, yeah. Whatever. I think gorilla meditation is she's saying meditate anywhere you can, even if you can just do it for two minutes. Uh, let's see. She's got a heart centering meditation in chapter two of this book. It's emotional freedom. It's really good. It's a great book. Um, define and honor your empathic needs. Safeguard your sensitivity. If someone asks too much of you, polite them tell, politely tell them no. Like I said, this is all like huge, huge stuff here. Um, Awesome. So we're going to just kind of skip that part, but, but really there's lots of good things that you can do. Um, recognizing when you're overeating uh, to numb negative emotions, just finding other ways to heal yourself. All right. We've got about 10 minutes left. So we're going to move through these last two ones. Um, emotional type number three, the rock rocks are emotionally strong for themselves and others, as well as being practical when you're reeling from emotions, rocks won't lose their cool. You can sob, complain, rant. They don't pull away or judge, but rocks are no empaths. They're a solid border between themselves and the world. They genuinely care about your delight and pain. You can curl up in a rock's arms anytime, but don't bear the brunt of these but they don't bear the brunt of these feelings. Though they prefer life to be on an even keel, they won't shirk difficulties. You can put a rock's name on your doctor's emergency contact form during a health crisis. They'll bust their butt to be there for you. They'll gladly show up on your birthday and special occasions. They're not the type who's constantly too busy, but make sure to RSVP. They'll be there in spirit if they can't make it. All right, let's see. Um, 
home quiz. Am I a rock? So let's ask yourself this. Is it easier to listen than to share my feelings? Do I often feel like the most dependable person in the room? Do people tend to come to me with their troubles? Am I able to stay calm when others are upset? Would I rather avoid introspection? Am I generally satisfied with the status quo in relationships, but others are often trying to draw me out emotionally? Um, uh, recognizing your rock allows you to, to you to increasingly be more open to the richness of feelings of life. Rocks often risk becoming couch potatoes, watching a lot of television, or frequently taking naps. But the rocks upside is you're a pillar of strength for others. You're consistent and loyal. You enjoy giving. You respect people. Wish the best for them as well. You get along with nearly everyone. The rocks downside you can be detached from your feelings. You harbor anger and frustration. Your relationships may lack excitement and depth. You don't make waves or challenge yourself to grow emotionally, and you rather avoid conflict than confront difficult issues in relationships. Some of the balancing pieces here, light your fire with an attitude update. So get into that freer feeling. Express a feeling a day. So just tell people how you're feeling. A good way to do this, too, is if you get the uh, Abraham's Emotional Scale, you can just go online, put in uh, Abraham Emotional Scale. You can do this for your clients. Um, I have a little, just a little sheet, and I tell them to put that on their refrigerator. And then every day they can go and look, where am I today? And instead of saying it to their friend or their partner or whatever, they can just point it out. This is where I'm at right now. I'm at overwhelm or I'm at fear and despair, or I'm at joy and happiness, and let's do something. This sounds like fun, you know? Um, that way, it's a good baby step until they start, they're able to start saying, this is how I'm feeling. All right, emotional type four, the gusher. Gushers are virtuosos at knowing their emotions, and we're born to share them. They're the opposite of rocks. No one has has to wonder where they're at, elated, bored, or miserable, they tell you. What you see is what you get. They tend to be spontaneous, direct, authentic, and trusted confidants. The gusher on the stress by verbalizing it. I, for one, know how freeing this can be. I bow my treasured circle of I bow to my treasured circle of friends who deserve trophies for listening to my fears, hopes, and quandaries over the years. So, however, some gushers get antsy when there's no one to tell. Also, they may resist making independent decisions, trusting their intuition, or staying emotionally grounded without external input. So let's find out. Are you a gusher? Is it easy for me to express my emotions? Do I get anxious if I get my feelings hurt? I'm sorry. Do I get anxious if I keep my feelings in? Wow. I, I did not read that properly. When a problem arises, is my first impulse to pick up the phone? Do I need to take a poll before finalizing a decision? Are my friends often telling me too much information? Do I have difficulty sensing other people's emotional boundaries? If you answer yes to between one and three of these questions, you possess some gusher tendencies. All right, so the gusher's upside. You're emotionally art articulate. Negativity doesn't fester in you if you express it to others. You have a supportive network of friends. You value intimate relationships, are a sensitive listener. 
You deal with hard issues and process them quickly. The downside, you're a candidate for becoming a drama king or queen. You may turn friends into therapists. Ooh, oh, yeah, that's, that doesn't work out. Uh, you seek external feedback before you consult your intuition for answers. Okay, that's, that's enlisting the tribe. Uh, which, can, which can also be kind of dangerous. Um, you need to share excessively, uh, may b- burn other people out, right? Uh, you haven't fully embraced your own inner power or spiritual strength. All right, how to find balance here. Uh, empower yourself with self-sufficiency. Set your intention to clear the emotion. Okay, so that she's giving some kind of a um, little bit of an exercise here. All right. So, you know, it's, it's so funny because you can definitely tell uh, which one she is. You know, it, she is the um, she is the uh, oh, my gosh, she's the empath. Right. My brain stopped working there for a second. And because there's so much information on the empath part. Um, and then there's just a little bit of information on these other ones. But um let me just see about this one here. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going to talk about self-sufficiency then because uh, that's, that's recognizing that you already have the answers in you. The answers are not outside of you. And being able to express your feelings and emotions to people doesn't necessarily mean they know what to do with them or how to help you. And if you have any kind of um, expectation that they do, then uh, you could definitely uh, lose that relationship and friendship. Not that I don't know that they're not supposed to go away from you. I don't know that. Um, But you may be forced into self-sufficiency because people just aren't going to be able to handle it. So if you have clients who are like that, if you have clients who are the rock or the gusher or the empath or the intellectual, know that um, if you are more of an empath, you either might not attract an intellectual or you might not want to work with an intellectual. Or if you are an empath, you might not want to work with a gusher because they're just, you can feel, you know, they're just kind of dumping on you and it doesn't feel good to an empath because uh, you're taking it on and making yourself responsible for their experience. Um, Or if you're a rock, being around a gusher can feel very, very comfortable because nothing affects you but that gusher might not feel heard, you know, so, so, or you might think you're a rock, but you're an empath and you're taking on everybody's stuff, but you're just stuffing it down so that you don't have, you're, you're not, you're just working through it. And I think that I've known that I'm an empath, but I try to be a rock in my practice. And after a while it burned me out, you know, because I just couldn't take it anymore or from being an empath and not being able to say no I would allow a gusher to just dump on me in the beginning. And then, you know, I would have to assert my boundaries. So there's always an opportunity for, uh, for seeing who you are, especially when you work with clients, right? Because as soon as you start to uh, experience their map of the world, like we say in NLP, as soon as you start to see their map of the world, you can see the contrast in what you believe is good and what you and what they believe is good. It's just different. So 
I will say this too. Uh, my husband created a, an awesome blog out there. It's called Intimacy Building Guide for Approval Seekers, When to Invest Yourself and When Not to. And he talks about um, some archetypes, but he talks about this, the intimacy archetypes. And he talks about the stiff box, the squishy box, and the spacious box. And, uh, and, and it's, it's very, very similar to some of the information in these personality types. But I always like to leave people with a little bit of a, a feeling of, oh, there's more that I can study and look into. So I'll definitely put that out on our Healers Helping Healers page. And um, again, that page is facebook.com uh, slash groups slash healers help please come out join our group we'd love to have you we'd love to see you out there remember there are events happening this week and um lots of fun stuff i mean there's an expo there's a there's a psychic fair going on there's a couple other things there's some openings for a vendor space and um I just want you to know, if you work with people and some of this stuff is resonating with you and you understand, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm an empath or, you know, I'm a this or that, um, just know that everything is subjective. We're, we're, tr we're just trying to figure this whole thing out together. So as you are exploring this with your clients and as you are looking at and seeing them in new ways, know that there are benefits to each type. And then, of course, we have things like the Myers-Briggs uh, personality type personalityhacker.com is a great place to go to do some of that kind of research and have your clients go out and fill out and find out what their personality is too you might be surprised there and it'll help you give them a better experience as well so again I'm Kira Schaefer I am a clinical hypnosis instructor I'm so grateful that you spent your time with me I hope that you have a fantastic and wonderful day this is Healers Helping Healers radio show. Thanks for listening.